made in Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. Vice President Mike Pence has arrived in Billings to visit Montana and Wyoming in the role of consultant, tourist, and fundraiser. Pence will meet with law enforcement officials and drug treatment providers in Billings and talk about the administration's efforts against drugs. On Thursday, he will visit Yellowstone National Park with Interior Secretary David Bernhardt to talk about the administration's proposal to rebuild the national park system infrastructure using money generated through government oil and gas lease sales. The vice president's two-day trip also includes a private fundraiser in Billings for Montana Republican U.S. Senator Steve Daines, who is up for re-election next year. By Thursday afternoon, Governor Steve Bullock should know whether he is qualified for the first Democratic National Committee-sponsored debate to be held in two parts, June 26th and 27th. Candidates needed to receive 1% in three polls sanctioned by the Democratic National Committee or have 65,000 individual donors from 20 different states. Bullock is one of four candidates who have failed to meet either threshold, according to the nonpartisan Center for Responsive Politics. The others are Representative Seth Moulton of Massachusetts, former Alaska Senator Mike Gravel, and Wayne Messam, the mayor of Miramar, Florida. Only 20 candidates will make the cut. On July 9th, District Court Judge Katie Snipes-Reese will listen to arguments from Haver attorney Brian Lillifeb, who believes the evidence of his client's drinking and driving should be excluded because Haver police stopped Dolan Weaver Tuss illegally based on a telephone caller tip. Court documents say that on August 2nd, a woman reported to police that she saw Tuss, who she said was drunk, leave a Haver convenience store, get his, his pickup and drive away. An officer found the vehicle and pulled Tuss over. The officer said Tuss smelled of alcohol and seemed confused. He couldn't find his registration or proof of insurance. His speech was slurred and his eyes were bloodshot and watery. He failed the walk-and-turn and one-legged stand tests, refused to take a preliminary alcohol screening test. He was then arrested and sent to jail. Tuss's attorney says an anonymous tip is not sufficient justification to pull someone over for alleged drunken driving. The attorney argues that the officer didn't have a legal suspicion to pull his client over. He says legal precedent says that the reporting caller must identify themselves and the report must be based on their own suspicions. An attorney for the city of Haver says the officer had plenty of reasons to pull Tuss over. The city argues in its filings that the person who called police provided her full name and the name of her brother, who also saw Tuss' suspicious activity inside and outside the convenience store. She also told police where they were, their suspicion that Tuss was drunk, and provided an accurate description of the vehicle he was driving. The city says the phone call, reporting a possible drunken driver, combined with information gathered after the stop, proves the officer had plenty of justification to pull Tuss over. The judge will make a ruling after the hearing. A former tribal police officer has pleaded guilty to stealing $40,000 from a youth diversion program 
wire fraud, and income tax evasion. A plea deal reached with prosecutors requires 44-year-old Willard Wilson White III to pay the full amount in restitution to the Fort Peck tribes. Court documents say White will also be required to pay the Internal Revenue Service $18,000 in taxes on the unreported $40,000 of income. Authorities say White approached the Fort Peck Law and Justice Committee in July of 2015 and proposed a program to help tribal youth avoid incarceration. Authorities say within a month, White had spent all the program's funds on himself and had not provided any services. Canvassers have been knocking on doors in Missoula, Helena, and Bozeman to educate residents about the dangers of certain bee-killing neonicotinoid pesticides and asking them to sign petitions asking Governor Steve Bullock to ban certain pesticides. The campaign dubbed No Bees, No Food was organized by the group Environment Montana to highlight the fact that people need bees because 90% of our food supply depends on bees for pollination. Locally, that applies to apple and cherry trees and alfalfa. Studies show bee populations worldwide are in decline, and colony collapse is a big problem. A University of Vermont study found that the U.S. wild bee population declined by 23% from 2008 to 2013. The study says the toxicity of neonicotinoid pesticides to bees has been shown to be over 7,000 times higher than even DDT. DDT was banned in 1972. The petitions were delivered to Governor Bullock on Friday. The group is still collecting signatures online. Borden said the governor could order the State Department of Agriculture to ban the use of neonicotinoids. Connecticut and Maryland have already done so. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.